0: Welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast. I'm your host, Brecklin, and today I am here with Daisy Olson. Welcome, Daisy. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. So here's the thing. You have, as of lately, kind of exploded on social media, but I want I want you to give people kind of a little intro to who you are, kind of what you're doing with your page. Give us a little intro to who you are to anyone that might not know you.
1: Okay. Okay. Um... So, I'm Daisy. So, I got married to my husband Peyton um, almost a year ago, actually, December 4th of 2021. And um, I used to work for some influencers and just saw how much fun they were having with Instagram. And so, that's kind of what got me started. Um, and I love making videos with Peyton. So, we just have a lot of fun with it. And we make a lot of newlywed type content. So, it's really, really fun, and we love it.
0: I'm just so curious. Do you just like sit down and like batch work them or do you just like do them every
1: day? Um, it kind of depends. Cause, um, I mean, sometimes if we're really just feeling one, we'll record one right there. Um, but if we're running low on videos and I'll just collect all of my ideas that I've gained from Instagram reels or Mm -hmm. TikToks and we'll kind of batch like Mm -hmm. five to 10 in one sitting sometimes when we have our days off. Um, it kind of depends. We do both. But. Yeah, see, that's impressive. I was like, you guys have been so consistent, and I just am so curious. I'm like,
0: I wonder how they do that, because <laughs> you guys have them coming. Like, do you ever feel like you're like, we're going to, like,
1: run dry? Like, do you, like, worry about that? Like, I worry about that. I'm like... <laughs> yes, I do. I have gotten pretty worried about that, actually. Um, but it's been almost a year, and I think we're still we're still going. Yeah, you're know. rolling. Yeah, we cut it back. So we used to do six a day um or six a week I mean not six a day oh my heavens (laughs) yeah no it used to be so we would post six reels a week that was the goal and then now that I've started school and Peyton's working full-time we've we've cut it back to three and I feel like that's been really manageable for us right now so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah everyone I'm sure after this episode everyone will be flocking to go watch your reels but tell us so you're going to what
1: you're going to school right now tell us kind of what you're doing So I am in hair school, Um, so I'll be a cosmetologist. I started like two months ago, so I've still got like 10, 11 months to go. So is it just hair school or is it like makeup,
0: like brows, like stuff like that too? Like what exactly are you doing?
1: So it's mostly hair. Um, we've learned like how to do a very basic facial. We've learned manicures and pedicures and like some waxing and stuff. Um, they don't go into depth really with makeup at all, but like once I've graduated from school, like I've learned a little bit about all of those categories, but I'm just going to do hair. Yeah.
0: See, I was going to, I was going to ask you for skincare recommendations because your skin is so good.
1: Oh, my heavens. Thank you. I actually have always struggled with really bad hormonal acne. And it was, like, I think March or something of this year, March or April. um, I reached out to one of my friends that's an esthetician, and she knows everything about skin, and I can just tell that she's really knowledgeable. So um, I asked her what she would recommend, and she gave me a whole skincare. It's a professional line, so it's pretty freaking spendy, but (laughs) it works, and it's done
0: wonders for my skin. Yeah, it looks... Awesome. I'm like I'm I'm like Thank on the level you. where I like just barely started wearing like SPF and I'm like almost twenty four and I'm like
1: okay I need
0: to like get with the program because I every, feel like everyone has these like super long routines and I'm like uh it is literally oh, all yeah. I can do to like put on sunscreen every day. So I'm always asking, I'm like, okay, what do people I just need all the info, but
1: Yeah. Yep. It's the only thing that's ever worked for me, but, and I wish it didn't spend, cost so much money, but it, is money. <laughs> it works for sure. Okay. So <laughs> let's,
0: because, so if anyone doesn't know, so you do marriage relationship content. So I just wanted yes. to get your take, first of all, on how you feel about producing marriage content, because I think you've done a good job of producing content that's realistic and also fun you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because I do think it can be such a pressure packed situation to feel like you have to put forward like this perfect marriage on Instagram and I think anyone else even if they're not like a creator and in the creative space they still like feel pressure to be like this is perfect like we never have a bad day we are each other like do you ever feel that pressure like how has that been for you
1: Um, I feel like when I was like first starting out, I was like trying to evaluate how I felt on social media and I feel like the portrayal of things being perfect really just sucks the life out of you because then you're comparing yourself to other creators and you want your life to be like that, but it's just not. And I feel like I was, me personally, I really wanted somebody to relate to. Like, somebody that was real, and when somebody was real, I just felt so connected to them, and it made me so happy. (laughs) And so, I feel like that just drives me to share literally everything. Like, if I am struggling with something, I want people to know that so that they can feel not alone in the things that they're going through. And there is definitely a lot of pressure on social media because... I don't know people have opinions oh yeah so it's like if if I share something that I'm struggling with then in comes all of the opinions about how I need to fix that issue and how I need to change my mindset and like they've just got ideas on everything (laughs) and so I feel like that's a pressure too to to kind of hide things but the way that I've been able to connect with people like makes it all worth it and I'll never stop being real on Instagram yeah so
0: no and I think that's the way to go especially as a creator when people like trust you you know what I mean like I remember I think when I first found your page one of the first videos that I watched was like <laughs> when you put your husband's shirt on and you expect it to be like oversized <laughs> and it like fits perfectly. <laughs> and you're like uh crap and I was like okay but no that is so good to have out there because literally I'm so sorry but I feel like most girls can probably put their husband shirts on and they fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah. Like, so that is so normal. And I'm like, okay, people need to like, see more of this kind of content to be like, okay. Oh my gosh. I'm not the only girl that's like, Oh no. Like I'm gonna yeah. have a breakdown. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I just have loved, I have loved that. Um, so just with that kind of little precursor, I wanted to jump in. We usually do a little segment and I, I'm, uh-huh. Tell you about this. I'm trying to remember if I like prepped you for it.
1: Yeah, okay. you did. <laughs> okay. <Yeah.
0: laughs> okay. So we always do a want and eat a watch and a read, and it's just kind of a fun way to like get to know the guests, warm up, and all those things. So I will start off, and I'll start out with something that I want, and then I'll pass the baton off to you. Okay. So this right around this time of year, I something that I want this year. I want to be a really good Christmas gift getter if that makes sense. Like I love to give gifts, but I hate to receive them. So like opening them up is actually my worst nightmare. Like no, truly like we'll like gather around the Christmas tree and I'm like, Oh my gosh, crap, crap. Like now I have to open the gift. Everyone's going to be looking at me. Like you want to like have this great reaction. And this year I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go for it. I'm not going to be stressed. I'm going to be the best gift getter there ever was people (laughs) love giving me gifts and I will not be awkward
1: this year so that that is my want that that is a good want I I feel that too I struggle um let's see what do I want I think that this year with Christmas coming up especially and Peyton and I kind of being low on money (laughs) you know newlyweds but I like, I have this desire to just get everyone everything that they want. (laughs) Like, I just, I, I love giving gifts to people and like at this stage of life, it's not logical and it's not reasonable for us to just be spending money like that. And so I think what I want to really focus on is how can I give thoughtful gifts without spending a lot of money and really thinking about the people that I want to give to and what would mean a lot to them, even if it's something small but to help them feel even better about themselves or or happier and that doesn't always have to be like in a physical gift oh that
0: I totally feel yeah we're in the same boat this year we're like okay um we are giving people now I don't want to spoil it because I know I have family that listens to this <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> we're doing like the homemade gifts this year so yeah. that's a good thing to get out there I think a lot of people are in that boat Christmas comes around and you're like okay yeah I want to get everyone in my life expensive things and it just it can always happen Okay. Moving on to eat. So today I made probably, so I'm a huge chocolate chip cookie aficionado and (laughs) I probably made the best chocolate chip cookies truly of my life. And I've made a lot of cookies. Do you follow, do you follow female foodie?
1: Oh, I don't know if I do. I've heard of that account
0: though. She's she's a mess. Yeah. If you haven't followed her, you got to follow her. And she made a copycat recipe for the Hilton double tree chocolate chip cookies which oh. i've never had but apparently they have like rave reviews and i made them and i've been telling everyone i know they're like thin crispy cookies oh yum oh. they're so they're so good
1: <laughs> i love cookies i'm actually like not a chocolate eater though which will what? probably shock you and i like will never probably eat a chocolate bar <laughs> and I haven't in like years no I'm straight up serious I do not like chocolate at all so when my have you been like this since like you were a kid oh yeah and so like growing up when my mom made chocolate chip cookies like because I love cookies she would just before she put the chocolate chips in she would just put the dough and just do make me some without chocolate chips and that's how I would eat them
0: (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) yeah
1: it's okay it's okay we are still friends (laughs) good some people like to not talk to me after I tell them that but it's okay they just cut you off um but something I've been eating lately which is it's kind of weird but I saw it on some TikTok (laughs) but I get bagels and it's even better if you get like the cheddar cheese bagels and um you toast them and then you put cream cheese on them and then you just cut up a tomato and put a tomato on it and season it and that's what I eat for lunch like all the time (laughs) it's what so do you good. Put on?
0: what seasoning do you use so
1: i do salt pepper and slappy mama seasoning i don't know if you've ever had that but it's my favorite they seasoning I actually ever. have it's like a cage yes right? it's so good i have it on everything yeah okay well, i add that to my list it's so good
0: <laughs> okay on to watch so we're big star wars fans around here so we've been watching andor mm-hmm. have you guys seen no we haven't they brought in andy circus which he played Gollum. Anyway, I haven't seen him in, like, a ton, which I know he's in a lot. But he can act like nobody's business. So anyone who's been wanting a new show, actually watch Andor. It's actually so, so good. Okay, so you're going to hate
1: me for this, too. I feel like I'm just making you hate me because I have never seen Star Wars, either. (laughs) We'll just end the call right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, but could I still watch it without watching Star Wars? Or do you kind of have to know the plot of Star Wars in order to watch it?
0: No, you can totally watch it.
1: Oh okay, sweet. Yeah, you don't have to you don't
0: have to have seen Star Wars. Okay, good to know.
1: It could be so um, <laughs> um For watch, I last night I literally finished my last episode of the fifth season of the Handmaid's Tale. And I'm like so <gasps> upset about it. <laughs> I'm, are, like, yeah, so are really you scared? Sad. I love the Handmaid's Tale. And it's it's just my joy show. And yesterday was the last it's your joy episode. Show. Yes. And, like, I don't know why. It's terrible. <laughs> But it makes me like so happy i don't know what it is I... it's like but it's bad for me to say that because it's a terrible show and it talks See, about terrible that
0: show well here's the thing i actually haven't seen the show i've read the book
1: that okay book i've never read the book
0: turned me into the most raging feminist <laughs> i was a feminist before and then i read the handmaid's tale and it was like a straight line up like on the graph <laughs> it was like
1: Like oh my god! See, and I like I am not a feminist really, and so like I'll get angry about things, but I I don't know. I just think it's so entertaining and so good, and I'm sad that it's over, and it's probably gonna be like two years until season six comes out. So oh my god, that's really sad for me. But yeah, I really love the show. Okay,
0: so the last one is read, but I literally have not been reading. So we've turned it into a listen. Are you a podcast listener? (laughs) I listen to podcasts, but I haven't been lately. Okay. So the podcast I've been listening to lately, it's called Heavyweight. And it's like it's a podcast where the host literally just like takes he like backpedals into stories from his past and just tells it as an episode. So I'm super oh. excited to listen to that.
1: But that That's, that's cool. Know. Um so this is I I guess it kind of is a podcast, but on YouTube version. <laughs> so I listen to Bailey Sarian her crime murder mystery makeup monday like series and so every monday she drops like a true crime episode where she just talks about a, a story and they're so good oh that's cool that's a fun idea okay adding it to the list okay well we can jump just right
0: into the questions. so i'm just these are just things i'm just so curious about so how did you meet your husband how did you and Peyton meet
1: okay so um i served a mission so did Peyton. that's where we met so for our church, we served, I served 18 months, and he served two years, um, and we both lived in Georgia for that amount of time, and that's where we met. Um, so it kind of worked out perfectly, because um, when I first got to Georgia, he had already been there for six months. So we ended up going home the exact same day. We sat next to each other on the plane. Were you
0: serious?
1: Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> and then um, we went on a date two days after we got home. And then started dating, like, a couple weeks later, and then we were married after nine months. <laughs> I have to ask, was the first date post-Mish, was it awkward? Honestly, not really. So it's kind of weird because, um, so our first mission president, um, he, like, didn't let missionaries ride each other, obviously, within the mission. Yeah. But um, halfway through, so I had nine months left. Um, we got a new mission president and he was like a young guy and it was like post COVID. And Mm -hmm. so he was, we were all trying to like figure out ways to like be a missionary in this like new era. Mm -hmm. And so he allowed missionaries to write one email per week to each other on Mondays. So it didn't matter if you were a girl or a boy or whoever, you could just email whoever. So Peyton and I, for nine months, every Monday we wrote each other. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. So, we got yeah, so we got to know each other like really, really well through emails in like a really spiritual way, mm-hmm. which was like so, so cool. And so by the time we got home, I pretty much like already loved him and I yeah. wanted to marry him. So.
0: That's cool. Cute. And what was your first impression? So, it sounds like you met him out on the mission.
1: Yeah, so so um actually, I guess I'll just backtrack a little bit. So, we never served around each other in the mm-hmm. mission. Um, but I had posted on the Instagram page, Missionary's Coming Soon. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I posted that. Um, I was like, I'm going to Georgia, whatever. And his friend that was home screenshotted it and sent it to him. You're and lying. And was like, hey, this girl is coming to your mission. Um, uh, which is yeah. funny, because obviously his friend thought I was cute, so. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> this of like, like, uh. Um So he sees this picture of me, and then two days before I went into the MTC, he emails me or he messages me on facebook and he's like hey you're coming to the best mission ever um i hope you're doing okay if you have any questions let me know um and it was just really sweet like he was obviously shooting a shot but he did it in a really sweet and nice way and i felt like it was an answer to a prayer because i had really high anxiety about leaving and he like talked me through a lot of stuff those couple days before i like while i was in the mtc and and whatever so that was a blessing for sure um yeah, and then we would just see each other at meetings, and then we started writing each other, and even though we were never really serving around each other, we got to know each other really, really well on the mission, so that was that awesome. That is wild. Okay, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> no, no, that was, what was your first impression? That, that, oh, I think my, you my first impression. Okay, so so, I met him my first day, like, when we got our, when I got my first companion, Um, and my very first impression of him was like, well, he was so nice, but I had never like seen him or heard him in person. So he stood up in this meeting and I'm like sitting over there and he starts talking and I'm like, who is that? He has like the deepest voice I've ever heard. (laughs) And then I, and then I like look over and it's literally him. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that was literally my first impression that he had like a really, really deep voice.
0: That's a good first (laughs) impression though. Like, I'm sure he would be thrilled to hear that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, yep, very deep voice. I don't know, can you hear his voice really through Instagram? Like how thick it is or no. I
0: mean, I'll need to go back and like listen,
1: but that's so funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's random, but oh, that's cute. Okay. So, next question. Do you believe in soulmates?
1: Okay, so this question's kind of hard because I definitely feel like Payne and I were meant for each other, but I do believe that you can make any relationship work with somebody you love if you're both willing to like put in the work and be good people and communicate and you know and work hard for that relationship. And so it's it's kind of hard because I feel like you can you can have a great relationship with anybody, but I think I I don't know, I feel like me and Payton were meant for each other. So it's yeah. it's hard to say. I don't know. What do you no, think I think about that's it. a good
0: way to approach it, honestly, because I think some people actually do get stressed and they're like, oh my gosh, like, is this my soulmate? Is there yeah. someone else out there? And I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm like, I really feel like if you have two good people who love each other and who are willing to like communicate and be honest and like all of the important things, mm-hmm. then you will be meant for each other. Like, that's just... yeah. You'll like make it come to pass just because of like the people that you are. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that's how I, that's how I feel for sure. Like I definitely feel like God led me to Peyton, and um, we're meant to be together for sure. But anybody can make it work with anybody. So if you're in a relationship and you're feeling like I don't know if this is the person for me, you make you make them the person for you, and you work hard for that relationship to work. And yeah, that's my that's my opinion on it. So. Oh my
0: gosh, I love that. I actually, my grandpa said. What I see. He says it so well. He's like, make the right choice. And then you work every single day to make sure that it was the right choice. And I love that. And obviously you don't always have control of that, right? Like your spouse could just go off and do something that you're like, okay, this is not going to work. But overall, I've always loved that advice. Okay. Next question. What do you do after a fight? Do you guys like, are you the kind of person that like you need to resolve it before you go to bed?
1: Do you go to bed angry? Like, what are your thoughts on that? So my, my thought is that I am a very, like, I get overstimulated and overemotional, like, during a fight. And I do think that sleeping it off is a really good thing. Um, but when we do fight, it never ends up that way. <laughs> it always It always ends up that, like, I really want to talk it out. Yeah, that's how and, I am. And so we do and like logically I'm like we should just wait until the morning but like I like can't fall asleep until we like talk it out. And I don't know, I am I'm very much for the communicate. Like I want to talk about every single thing we just fought about and figure it out. Where Peyton is more of like the I don't know, I want to I want to take a second. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so usually I feel like you've got to have both in the relationship. Mhm. So I feel like the best scenario for us is if we get into a fight, we both go and take a breather for a second and think through what's going on and then we come back together and we talk it out. Mm-hmm. Whether that's before we go to bed or after we go to bed. It kind of like th- whenever we fight, it's just it depends on the time of day, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> have
0: you ever had that moment where you've had like a disagreement and you're both laying in bed and you're like Okay, am I gonna go to sleep? And then you're finally just like, nope, we're talking about this. Yeah, we're yeah. on the light, like,
1: we are like getting yeah. this figured out. Yeah, literally. And I don't, I don't think we've ever like actually gone to bed mad at each other. We always kind of just resolve it. But we're not, we're not even really the type of people that get hot headed either. Like, if we get in disagreements, it's like something that we just want to talk through. And we like we we've promised never to like raise our voices at each other and stuff like that. So I feel like. I feel like it kind of depends if, if your spouse's demeanor is to like get really angry, then I feel like, yes, you need to sleep it off and yes, you need to yeah. take time. Yeah. Away That's actually from a that. good point.
0: I love that. Okay. Next question. And I've just, these are just so fun to ask because I'm like, this is just such a fun way to like get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So do you guys practice love languages? Is that like something you guys like talk about or have you like I think there's like an online test you can take. Have you guys ever done that?
1: Yes. So we 100% practice love languages. Like, because I, I am words of affirmation, for sure. Um, and Peyton's is physical touch. So, like, it's so funny because, like, the way that I give love is by telling him, like, what I love about him. And, but he doesn't receive it as well as I would. So I think we've both have had to learn, like, the, although his love language is physical touch, I don't feel enough from him from that. And so he's had to, like... I don't know, compromise and give me what I need and and I give him what what he needs. But we definitely do lean on love languages cuz I think that helps a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like I like had this like light bulb when I realized that it wasn't just like me needing to communicate what my love language was. It was me needing to like make an effort every single day to be like, "Okay, what does my spouse need? Like what does he need and how can I speak that because I, I think in your head, sometimes you're like, I'm doing everything that I would, I would want done. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. like you said, like you're like giving words of affirmation every single day or whatever it is. And sometimes you're just like, okay, that's not what they need. Like that's not yeah. even maybe like what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I love that. And if anyone hasn't taken the love languages test, I would say, go take it. I think you can just take it online.
1: Yeah, I, I-, I would just take it online. And it's hard, too, because for me, like, when I took the the test, I'm literally all five. I think that Words of Affirmation wins. But, like, I literally got 20% all across the board. Like, each love language was 20%. <laughs> You're lying <laughs> and so all the way. It, it, not exactly 20%, but they were all really, really close. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it kind of, like, pains had to learn, like, it really kind of depends, like, on the day. But... And I had to come to terms with like, he can't read my mind. So I'm like, if I'm feeling like I need something very specific from him, I literally just tell him usually, and he'll catch on and he'll start to do those things like on his own. But I had to be okay with like, telling him what I wanted for a while. And I think that's an okay thing to do in relationships. Oh, for sure. Because I think women are like, women especially, maybe even men too, but they say like, my husband, like, I want him to do stuff without me having to ask, and I 100% understand that. But men's brains don't necessarily work like ours. Like, they need guidance in those things, at least for a while, and then eventually they'll catch on. So I think it's it's okay to tell them what you need.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point to make, because I think that can be a source of, like, anxiety for maybe people dating or even married people, I would think, like... Or I feel like sometimes you think that you're like, I told them once, like if, if they know what my love language is, why aren't they speaking it? I think it really does have to be like an everyday thing. Oh yeah. Like, what do you need today? This is what I need today. This is how I Mm -hmm. want you to show up. This is how, like how you want me to show up, you know, just things like that. So yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. What's your go-to date night?
1: So pretty much any date night that has to do with food, we're all for it. Mm -hmm. We love food. And Peyton loves to bowl, so we go bowling. so funny. I don't think I've gone bowling in,
0: like, uh, like 15 years. I'm not yeah.
1: I mean, and I'm not, like, a huge raving fan of bowling, but, like, he loves it, and I just love watching him love it. So That's we go and Does he we have his own that. shoes? No, he doesn't. Honestly, that would be a good Christmas gift. I should okay, give him that bowling shoes. Okay, that actually would be so funny. <laughs> yeah, he loves bowling. And anytime like, if I want to be thoughtful to Peyton, like, I'll watch a football game with him. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he loves. So, mm-hmm. just do whatever he loves with him. That's, that's it. a good time Perfect for night. So, yeah. That's
0: cute. Okay, do you guys have a go-to show that you watch together? Because I feel like that's... In my mind, and we're a big, like, movie people, that is required. Like, if oh, we yeah. don't have a show, what are we doing? Like, we, we always have a show that we watch together.
1: Yeah, and... So we watch our own separate shows, because, like, obviously, Peyton can't really get into The Handmaid's Tale. And, like, he has his own stuff that's, like, kind of too dark for me. You'd think that The Handmaid's Tale is too dark for me, but it's not. But he watches, like, really dark shows, and I can't do that. Um, But, like, anytime Netflix comes out with, like, a new crime documentary, we are all over that. We love, we love those. Like, the recent Jeffrey Dahmer one was so good. And we love stuff like that.
0: You guys are brave, braver than us. Honestly, right now we're we have a little rotation going. So we rotate through Gilmore Girls, Modern Family. Have you watched <laughs> Gilmore Girls? I have to ask.
1: I haven't never seen Gilmore Girls. I've heard I, so I much like about you it would though. like it.
0: Okay, I have to like watch
1: it. it. My mom loves it, so. Oh, it's such a classic. Yeah, we do
0: Modern Family, Gilmore Girls, and then we usually are rotating through some kind of Star Wars. Okay. Shoot, whatever happens to to be out at the moment that's kind of our our jam. Okay, I'm super curious about this next one, because I feel like this is a hot topic. How do you guys split up household chores?
1: Okay, so I was literally talking about this with some girls at school today, because I don't know. (laughs) It's hard. Um, It's really hard. And I was, I was watching a video the other day, and this guy, like, he explained it in such a cool way because there were, he like stitched a TikTok video where the husband was like I just did the dishes and she won't have sex with me and he was like irritated and the guy stitched it and he was like the thing about that is your wife can see the dishes being done um and that's something like physical that is being taken off of her to do list but men don't comprehend the amount of mental load that women carry like at least in our marriage, it's like, I'm the one that's doing the grocery list and figuring out meals for the week and planning ingredients and going through our fridge and our freezer and our pantry and figuring out what we need to buy. And then I'm coordinating like appointments and times we need to be at places and everything on Instagram I'm coordinating. So it's like, I'm constantly having this like mental load of what's going on. And men don't, don't always think about that stuff. They think like, Oh, there's dishes. So I got to do this. And some men don't even want to do that for the wife because they think it's her job. But like, I think when it comes to men, like your wife will be so thankful if you just take even a little bit of the mental load and be more willing to do stuff around the house.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so true. I think it really is like a mental load too. And like in my marriage, I actually have kind of like the opposite thing because my husband is like a very hands-on like he makes a lot of like our appointments and stuff and I'll do like the grocery list and stuff, but he does a lot of like planning and appointment type things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's been good for me to be like, okay, like I need to be like grateful that he's doing that. You know what I mean? And so I think whatever partner happens to be carrying like any kind of mental load, Mm -hmm. it needs to switch off. Like the other day (laughs) I was like, okay, I literally need to be better about like checking like our bank and stuff. Like he always does that. And I'm like, okay, I need to, like, pull myself together and, like, look at our checking account. Like, (laughs) I need to, like, help out with things like that. But it's so hard to, like – it can be really hard to balance. I just think that's, like, a good thing to get out there. It's just hard. Like, I don't think anyone Mm -hmm. has it totally figured out.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, when it comes to that, like, each parent – or each parent (laughs) – each spouse is going to have different things going on. Like, and I think when you can acknowledge – what the other person is doing and be thankful to them, that makes it way better too. And like, just ask them what they need. Like, hey, say, hey, thank you for doing this for me. What else can I do to help you? You know, and constantly communicating that to each other.
0: And I actually love that point because I do think like gratitude is like such a big part of like dividing things up well Mm -hmm. like responsibilities like I remember when I first got married I remember being really stressed like okay it needs to be like a 50 50 thing like I'm gonna do this 50 percent and you're gonna do this 50 percent and I'm like okay that does not work like that's just not Mm -hmm. how it is like there will be days when I only get like 25 and he's doing Mm -hmm. most of it and there will be days when I'm doing 75 you know what I mean like it just it just depends
1: yeah and I, I yeah I just think that it depends and I've tried to shift my mindset too from like oh, I have to clean the kitchen, or I have to do this, to I know that Peyton has a heavy load today, and I want to do it because I love him, you know? And I think when you both have that mindset of, like, oh, the house needs cleaned, or this needs done, or whatever, and you switch that to I want to do it because I want a happy house, and I want a happy spouse, then your marriage is going to be happier, and things are going to come easier. Yeah,
0: agreed. Okay, let's chat about this cuz I have so many thoughts. And you made a video <laughs> on this and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we have to chat about this." <laughs> let's chat about when people tell you to just wait. Oh, you know exactly what pet I'm talking peeve.
1: about. Yes. It, is it my drives pet peeve, me nuts.
0: And I feel like like women will say it to women about having kids. Mm-hmm. People say it to couples when they get married and I'm like, "For what?" Like literally, why? Why do you feel the need to like doom and gloom. People. Yeah, I just don't understand.
1: Yeah, it's it's really hard to me because it definitely depends on the situation because like some family members will come from such a place of love and they'll be like this is something that is hard and like they'll try they'll want to prepare you for it. But I think for the most part, a lot of those just wait comments come from people that are dealing with negative feelings towards their life's life. You know, like, oh, just wait till you have kids. Like, they're obviously feeling unsettled about where they're at with their kids and and the hardships that they're going through. And I think something that can fix that in society, like we've already kind of talked about it, is being grateful. Like, yes, there's going to be hard things and I totally want to know about it. But when you're coming from, like, you just saw my video about how happy I am with my husband. And you're coming in my comments about, oh, you just wait until you have kids. Like, you are feeling negative about how kids impacted your relationship. And that has nothing to do with me. So you are putting that onto me and my marriage. Yeah,
0: I think that's a good point. I think it's like so often just a reflection of what is causing them the most pain. You know what I mean? And I remember it used to make me super anxious. Like I would be like, why? Like, especially for me, people would be like, oh, just wait till you have kids. You know, you won't have this freedom or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that may be true for you. And I'm going to let that be true for you. But let's not make that something that I feel like is just going to happen to me. Because like I choose the life that I have. And I think people just forget that. Like you choose your life in so many ways. You choose your attitude. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you can tell me all day long that kids are going to ruin my marriage and that I need to just wait for whatever bad you think is going to happen to me because it happened to you, but I'm going to prove you wrong by being happy about what comes to me and like being grateful for my kids and the gift that they will be, even though I know that it's going to be hard. I know that, but I am going to choose to be grateful and to look at the positives no matter what you say to me. I wanted to chat about this next thing as well. So you mentioned that you have,
0: you've said a couple of things about having things like anxiety, um, or panic attacks. How, how like, what has your guys' experience been navigating that in a marriage? Because I, that's been like a big thing for me, like in a marriage, being able to communicate when I'm really stressed or when I'm, Anxious, you know, if I've had any kind of panic attack. Mm -hmm. How has that kind of been in you guys' marriage? Because does like your husband deal with anything like that, or is it how, what's the dynamic?
1: So Peyton doesn't really deal with like he has stressful days, but he doesn't necessarily deal with anxiety or depression. Um, He has in the past, so I think that that makes him more understanding. Um, It's mostly me that is dealing with um, bad anxiety, and it has gotten a lot better, but um, like over the last year, the anxiety and the panic attacks were happening pretty much daily. And I would like, I talked about it on my story a little bit ago, but there was one day where Peyton said that he would be home at six and it was like six twenty probably. And I was at home making dinner and I tried calling him like three times because he, he usually updates me if he's going to be home later than, than he said. And he never called me. And so I like, or he never answered my calls either. So I was like calling him three times and he wasn't picking up. It was just going to voicemail. And I texted him multiple times and they weren't delivering. And so I was literally pacing our apartment, like having a full blown panic attack, sobbing, like literally scared to death that police were about to knock on my door and say that Payne died. And when he walked through the door, like... Like, my, my, my panic didn't go away. Like, I was just sitting there, like, hyperventilating, freaking out. And the way that Peyton handles it is so good. And he, like, in the moments that I, was, that I wasn't anxious and I wasn't in the middle of a panic attack, he would ask me, like, how do you want me to help you in those situations? And he, get, he gets home and he sits down with me and he literally just tells me to, like, breathe. And that's it. Because there's nothing really he can say when I'm in the middle of a panic attack that will take it away. So he just like, he sits there with me and he tells me to breathe and he says, it's going to be okay. And that's literally all he does because that, that for me is how it helps me. And I feel like everybody is so different. Like when I am in the middle of a really anxious day or a panic attack, he just needs to sit there with me. And some people, it may be like, they need to talk through it or they need you to talk them through it. And it's all about like, Feeling that love for them that you want to help them, so in before those moments even happen, you have that conversation like, "How do I help you when that happens?" And then be willing to do that for them. Yeah,
0: I love that. And I like if anyone listening has not had a panic attack, it's not really like something that you can really reason someone out of. (laughs) Oh no, you can't. If your spouse has panic attacks, don't feel like you can like outsmart a panic attack. Like it, Mm -hmm. it's truly just like physical symptoms have to pass like there's yeah. no so yeah I love that and I think communication too like has been so helpful and we've done a similar thing of like when this happens I I just need you to do this and a lot of times it's like I just need you to like be physically next to me and just sit with me yeah that's all like that's literally all but I don't know yeah, yeah. I think communication is key with that
1: yeah 100 and Peyton's been really really good about that with me like he's he's just like genuinely a good listener. That's just a gift yeah. that he has. And sometimes when I'm feeling really anxious, I just want to talk through things. like I just want to mm-hmm. talk about it. and he never like butts in while I'm trying to talk and he just listens and it's because he knows that that's what I need. And we had yeah. already had that conversation before. So if you if we were to kind of wrap up, what would your advice
0: be to married people, dating people, people in relationships?
1: your one, your number one piece of advice? Um, that's a hard one. I don't know. I think my number one piece of advice would be that you can find somebody that will love you like you deserve. And I feel like when, before I got married and before I even met Peyton, I was so worried that I wasn't a good enough person to have a good person. And I was like, I've made too many mistakes and nobody's going to love me because of it. And I was so worried about it, but I don't know. I feel like if you understand, and this is like pulling back to like having a testimony of God and, and his love for us, but he does not like keep score or keep ballot on all of the mistakes you've made and diminish your future spouse because of that. Like he still loves you and wants the best for you and you need to want the best for yourself too. And I think a lot of people settle because they think that that's the best they're going to get. And that's not the case. Like you will find somebody that will treat you well. And there's good men out there. There's good women out there. <laughs> like people date bad men and people date bad women and then they lose hope that they're not going to find somebody, but there are good good people out there and you can find them and you can create a really really great life with them.
0: Absolutely. If I were to add to that, I would say that loving yourself is the best the best preparation that you could have to learning how you want someone else to love you. Yeah. Like in all aspects. I think the mm-hmm. more you learn how to take care of yourself and love yourself, the better prepared you'll be to like teach someone and to let someone love you.
1: So, yes, I I agree. 100%.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming on to chat before we kind of end. Tell us where we can find you. Just all the
1: things. Okay, so um, I mean, my username on Instagram is just Daisy Olson. My mm-hmm. my first name spelled kind of weird. It's D a y z e. You, I didn't know if that was your real spelling. I was like, because that is adorable. Yeah, that's my real spelling. And people will ask me in DMs. They'll be like is that just how you like to spell it? And I'm like, no, that's, that's on my birth certificate. That's how I spell it. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. So I'm just on Instagram. Maybe we'll branch out one day, but for now, Instagram is really fun for us and we'd love to have you. Go
0: check it out. We, (laughs) I, I watch your videos all the time and laugh my head (laughs) off. So, well, thank you so much for being here and for chatting with us. We will catch you next time. Okay. Thank you. So fun.